0: Obviously, we want to play, you know, as fast and uh, fast as we can get to a get to a city, uh, maybe Arizona. You know, they're flowing out Florida, but um, you know, being quarantined in a city, um, you know, I was reading, you know, for if, if we play, you know, a couple of months, it'd, it'd be difficult. You know, for some guys, you know, people, what are you going to do with family members? Uh, my wife is pregnant. Uh, what am I going to do when you know she goes into labor? Am I going to have to quarantine for two weeks after I come back? because, uh, you know, obviously I can't miss that, uh, you know, birth of our first child. So it, 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 there's a lot of flag, red flags. There's a lot of questions. Um, obviously, we have we would have to agree on it as players. Um, but I think the mentality is we want to get back as soon as we can. But it's obviously, it's got to be realistic. You know, we can't be sitting in a hotel room and, you know, just going from the field to the hotel room and not being able to do anything. I think that's just, uh, I think that's pretty crazy.
1: Mike Trout... One of the biggest stars in the game of baseball and a veteran. And look, however you feel about we got to get back to playing sports ASAP. We can test all these guys and we can put them in one place and they can do it. They get paid so handsomely and it's kind of like PRISM, but gosh dang it, they can do it. We can pull this off. Dr. Fauci just said a hey, pro sports week, you know, mugs aren't fans of the stands, we can do this. I appreciate the human side for Mike Trout. Actually hearing a player who's a human who has perspective and feelings kind of giving us a little bit of a better idea. They're not robots. And it seems like an easy and wonderful concept to us who will get to watch these games. But put yourself in their shoes, especially the shoes of a guy who's in his late 20s, whose wife is about to have a kid. And would you think no matter how much you're making, you'd really want to be quarantined for that long? And uh, especially if you're going to have the birth of your first kid and you can't go anywhere or do anything about it because you are quarantined. Uh, That's where we'll start with uh, when and if Major League Baseball will start anytime soon. Uh, With that perspective from a player here on Craig and John, Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230 and KWSN.com. One of the voices of the Minnesota Twins on the radio, Chris Atterbury, is slated to join us and we're trying to track him down. Um, but, you know, in, in the meantime, again, it's, it's just good to hear the take of a player. I'm sure there are plenty of players who would like to play. Some players who, who certainly don't mind the sacrifice they would have to make, Craig. And then there are probably some players who are married or hitched like Mike Trout, who wouldn't mind at all getting away from the old ball and chain for a few months. I don't know if you would be in that camp, but, uh, you know, <laughs> there could be upsides to that as well. They're isolated a lot of the time during the season as it is. They don't get to see their families very often, but I think that, that's part of my... Mike Trout's point is well. Here, we wouldn't get to see them at all. We, we we already get to see them very little.
2: Well, one thing the Major League Baseball is doing, and they're whether it's uh, taking this and throwing it, throwing it against the wall and see if it sticks. Uh, you know, they're they're coming up with options. You know, they, at one point, uh, what two weeks ago, everyone was going to be in Arizona. Everyone was going to be in the 110-degree heat, and they were all going to play in Arizona. Then the plan has come out where you would use the grapefruit and the cactus leagues, where teams would go to their respective leagues, and you would not be playing the normal teams that you would during the regular season, but they would be in down in, in uh, Florida and Arizona. You know, I think they're just trying to come up with options week by week, see what changes. And uh, But I don't think Major League Baseball knows for sure exactly what, got, what kind of a good timeline they have. Um, but still, they have to come up with these plans. And you know, I, I kind of like the idea of uh, the grapefruit and the Cactus Leagues doing their thing. Um, but again, everyone knows that once it's safe to do it, um, there's a chance they, they, might, they might choose this plan.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Everybody's making this up as they go along. Everybody's making this up as they go along. We just don't know when any of this is going to happen. And um, it's encouraging that, again, Dr. Fauci thinks, hey, uh, I think you can do this. And it'd it'd be nice to know. And, uh, And a standard line a lot of people use as well when countering this concept. And Dan Patrick used it today on his show when it comes back to college football. There's a, there's a sense that it's likelihood that we're going to see pro sports before we see college sports. And part of that is just because college is under the wing of education and, uh, and presidents, just like in the Summit League, presidents you know, have a big say in what's going to happen and what's going to not. Uh, they have influence on conference commissioners. Unfortunately for college football, there's no one central governing body like men's and women's basketball. That's under the NCAA's hood. But uh, it's kind of a wild west, and conferences and TV, <laughs> you know, networks make a lot of the big decisions. But you know what Dan Patrick said is, of course, yes, quarantine these guys and test them and test them maybe every week. But if somehow, some way, one of them does test positive, you probably have to shut the whole thing down because that's exactly what the NBA already did when Rudy Gobert tested positive, and then we found out. At least you know a few or several other players that tested positive. I mean, when when somebody tests positive, how long do you wait for the games to be played? Um, and I don't know if that's true because the only time we know of this happening is what I just said—the NBA and the regular season. I'm guessing the the brain trusts of people trying to make these decisions for the. Major League Baseball, it feels like we're on our last dying threads with the completion of an NHL and NBA season. But I'm, I would guess they've all discussed this one thing. What if somebody does end up during the time test positive for quarantine? Are we going to send everybody home and shut it all down? It's a different conversation from college as well, because if you do allow it to happen, even if students aren't at school, but you can say, hey, let's do the math. There's not a whole density of people here except for when these football players and these fall sports athletes, but we're talking football get-together. Uh, it's not like they're exposed to the, an entire campus of students in classrooms and stuff like that. They're just going from wherever they live to go practice and play football if we really want to make them do this as, quote-unquote, student-athletes. But if one test's positive, do we send them all back home like we just did for all the spring sports? I just I don't know the answer to that. Do you have an answer to that when people say what one person, one athlete tests positive and then we have to shut the whole thing down again?
2: Well, if you think that uh, the virus is going to go away and that nobody amongst the 350 million people in America, uh, nobody will have it. Well, I think you've been watching too many uh, Star Trek movies. I don't think anybody Uh, believes that. Well, no, that's why, that's why I think we need more herd migration on this, uh, more than uh, staying in. So um, I may be in the minority, um, but I'm thinking that we uh, need to go back and, and let's go back to work. Uh, herd migration is the one that uh, um, I think is where we have to go. Um, but you know, we're going to wait for our governments to tell us what, uh, what's going on. And um, it, it's, it's one of those where I think everyone's looking at June 1. Where are we June 1? before anybody makes any more decisions uh, because everything has changed so much so much whether you're in sioux falls or in new york or wherever pick a country um everyone's everyone's waiting um i think june one is going to be a time where college football uh, major league baseball uh, all the professional teams um, i think they are kind of waiting and putting on hold once we hit june one then we got to make some more uh, final decisions on where we're going to go in the fall. And, and because th- right now, yeah. uh, six weeks from now, um, who knows where we're going to be
1: yeah and yeah I am not of the herd mentality, and you know that we 're not going to get into an argument here on the air about uh, what if it 's best to keep staying at home and uh, and social distancing to flatten the curve or not it It seems to have been working in Minnesota next door for a while now, but there 's also when it comes to sports the greater conversation of because we 're sports fans in this in, in our little bubble, a sports talk show. With most listeners being in, intensely interested sports fans. Again, I go back to the Mike Trout soundbite. It humanizes it because sometimes we do kind of consider these guys robots. And then put the price tag on them that hey you're the pro guys you're paid all this money just go out there and, and do it you can survive it and you're young and you're healthy you're vir- vir- virile um, and just go do it and 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 why because we are sports fans and we're so sick and tired of sitting at home but we need sports we need we need sports for normalcy of our lives and it's it it seems to be. It seems to be a kind of a spoiled child, selfish syndrome for a lot of sports fans when, again, there, as we know, even right here in Sioux Falls, there are much more important things that need to be solved right now than sports. Uh, we bring in Chris Atterbury, one of the voices of the Minnesota Twins, on the radio on the Tires, Tires, Tires fan line. Uh, we let off the hour, Chris, with the Mike Trout soundbite. I'm sure you've heard it. He, he doesn't want to go into a bubble for four months and not see his wife and not, uh, not see uh, the kid that might come from his wife during that particular time. And, none of, and he's, it seems like he's speaking on behalf of at least of a chunk of players who say they're, they're not in favor of just going and playing baseball and then going back to whoever they are, uh, every day for a few months. And then Craig and I have spent the last few minutes, once again, racking our brains over, when is this going to happen? When are decisions going to be made? Um, where Where have you been sitting on all of this?
3: Well, I've been sitting on my couch right <laughs> in my house. Right. Which hopefully
1: everybody is doing. Um,
3: yeah, no, I hadn't heard the track sound, but I did. You know, we, we, Do you we, want to hear it? We,
1: yeah go ahead it's it's a minute i think uh i think it's going to be good for the the proper context to your your response i obviously
0: want to play you know as fast and um fast as we can get to a get to a city uh maybe arizona you know they're flowing out florida but um you know being quarantined in a city um you know i was reading you know for if if we play you know a couple months it'd it'd be difficult you know for some guys you know people what are you going to do with family members? Uh, my wife is pregnant. Uh, what am I going to do when you know she goes into labor? Am I going to have to quarantine for two weeks after I come back? Because, uh, you know, obviously I can't miss that, uh, you know, birth of our first child. So it, it, there's a lot of flag, red flags. There's a lot of questions. Um, obviously, we, have, we would have to agree on it as players. Um, but I think the mentality is we want to get back as soon as we can. But obviously, it's got to be realistic. You know, we can't be sitting in our hotel rooms and, you know, just going from the field to the hotel room and not being able to do anything. I think that's just. Uh, I think that's pretty crazy. All
1: right, there it goes. There it goes, Chris. Mike yeah, Trout. You know, and,
3: uh, it makes sense, right? I mean, there's a lot of logic there, and I—that I, was my dog Wayne, and uh, <laughs> who also agrees. Uh, I spoke with Taylor Rogers this week. We've we been releasing these Twins Clubhouse podcasts every week, it's either a player that we used to play for the Twins or whether it's the current guy, and. You know Taylor's a player rep. That's <laughs> part of the reason that we needed to have him on is because he's been part of these conversations, and uh, you can find him wherever you get the clean contact. The today, right. I think he spoke pretty well to the point of kind of how these decisions are being made. Uh, let's be honest; the Arizona idea was an asinine idea from the beginning, but they're just floating out. Sometimes you float a crazy idea just to get the conversation started, and then maybe you bounce back to the idea you wanted all along, uh, which has kind of been this. This league office is mantra on everything, right? We're going to say something crazy, and then when it comes back and we get what we really want, we're going to see super reasonable. Um, so I, I do think that that we got to realize that that baseball sports very low on the list of priorities right now because people are dying. Um, and I know there's a lot of people out there who say, "No, that's not true. Open the economy." Well, they're lucky then because they don't know people who are dead. Yes, I'm thank not so you. lucky. I'm yeah. not so lucky because I know people who are dead. And I know people who are quarantined, and I know people who are really struggling. So I guess maybe that just makes me much more willing to wait. Um, Baseball, baseball is not the tip of the spear on this. We need to allow science to do its thing, and it's about more than one person. So I mean, that's where I would be on that. We all want games, we all want to play, Um, but even just like the Arizona thing, right? They're like, "Oh, well, we'll quarantine him, we'll put him there." People don't understand how much goes into a game happening even in an empty stadium, how many other people need to be involved, whether it's trainers and it's uh, staff and you all, we got to have it on TV because that's why we're doing it. That's the other thing, right? This whole thing isn't about anything other than if we put it on TV, we can make money. That's what it's for. And so all of those people are involved. Most people have to eat and those people have, if they're living in a hotel, who's cleaning the hotel room? I mean, it's just a lot more than just 26 dudes per team where they said they're going to sit in the stand six feet apart instead of the dugout. I mean, come on. I mean, we all love to be able to play, but that there's just so many more details that need to be worked out. But, uh, you know, in talking with Taylor, and I'd encourage people to listen to it, they've gone through a bunch of different um, ideas. Is it a uh, 162 games somehow? Is it 80 games if we start on this day? Is it 80 games, no fans? Is it central locations? I mean, there's just so many different options. They're exploring all of them. And really, as fans, that's all we can ask them to do is explore every single option so that if and when we get the go-ahead, that it's physically safe for people to do this, then they can But it's not theaters really where you capture people in another country and throw them out in the Coliseum and throw bread at them. I mean, that's not, that, that's not the right approach.
2: Major League Baseball has been under some clinicals, doing some tests amongst its employees. I think the Twins have been a part of that. Have you been a part of some of those tests?
3: I was the Dumbo who didn't check his Twins' email and didn't get a chance to be. (laughs) Uh, But I thought that was a cool deal where they're they're looking for data, right? They need data on these antibodies, and they needed a diverse group of people. So uh, I know I was in the parking lot to drop off a recording device uh, that I threw through an intern's window and he was there, he was one of them and they had this kind of drive-thru setup where the employees would come through uh, and they would get this like stick and there was a prick of blood and then they could report it and I, I think that's cool because you do need data and this was a way to have a, a, a wide to group that spreads across all demographics of age, and gender and, um, and health level and uh, and everything, and, and so I think that was really cool that, that MLB was willing to, to be a part of that. And again, these aren't tests that tell you whether or not you have it. These are tests that say whether the antibodies are present that indicate you had it perhaps at some time. And uh, so I'm glad MLB was was active in, in trying to you know be helpful in that. I think it's a good idea.
1: Chris Atterbury, Minnesota Twins Radio Network. It is Craig and John here on Fox Sports 98.1 AM, twelve thirty, KWSN.com, dot com, and the free. KWSN mobile app. Craig, do you have a follow up?
2: Do you have it is intriguing though, isn't it, Chris, where the grapefruit and the cactus leagues would be divided up, they'd all be realigned. I mean it's certainly a radical move. Is it intriguing to you if that would become a possibility?
3: Well, I think intriguing is a good word, and I'm I'm I think this should be seen. These are un incomparable circumstances. We've never seen anything like it, right? So we're in wholly new charted waters. So I am of the opinion. We're not going to have a regular season, and I think it's a, an opportunity then to try some things out. Try some coo- some goofy stuff, see if it sticks. Um, I don't know if the reasoning behind it is all that great, because you're still talking about having a bunch of people in two states that have very high percentage of vulnerable population. Um, so the idea that somehow the virus just isn't going to snowbird, I think, is not a great one. Um, I think you're still putting people in danger. It, I think, personally, that until it's healthy enough for you to play, like, the, you shouldn't play. So the idea that you can put them in a biosphere somewhere, I, I don't think is, is, is just doesn't feasibly, logically work. But I love the idea of trying something new. Um, I love the idea of limiting to travel a little bit and say, okay, we'll, we'll try this. Now, if you look at that, Boy, the Twins would be in a hell of a division, know. <laughs> that would be, be a pretty tough... You know, Tampa Bay would be in there. They had Atlanta in there. Uh, Boston. Boston would be in there. So Baltimore. I think it would be... Yeah, but Baltimore, you, you, you know, kind of rebuilding. But it, I think that's cool. I, I'm good with that. I'm good with trying new stuff. I'm good with you know, seven-inning doubleheaders. I'm good with trying some of those things because these are... Um, the, the just rarest of circumstances, so why not use them as a bit of a laboratory uh, to see if there's something that might work when we get back to some semblance of normal? Mm-hmm. I'm all for that.
1: Right. Uh, because we have had the mayor of Los Angeles, who doesn't see in that place, uh, Eric Garcetti, uh, sporting events taking place. Um, or they does say just with no fans. So that, you know, that's, that's fine. Uh, if we, if we were to get back to not having just one place, biosphere, no travel, uh, Chris Atterbury, Minnesota twins, radio network joining us. And then how do you feel how, personally about the prospect of major league baseball seasons extending into, to, to, Thanksgiving or toward Christmas or even, or even beyond, uh, what we're at right now. You know,
3: I'm not,
1: I'm not super pumped on that. Um, uh, I think that, that
3: that if and when you get to a point of normalcy where you can play again, uh, if, if you try to, to make up for all this lost time, are you then going to be impacting all of the other sports in their typical seasons? You know, I think it's almost like you, you, you get what you can out of it. And I'd, I'd be fine for going maybe a month later if you had to. You know, let's say that you can start playing in July. Let's be optimistic and say, hey, you know what? We can play in July. Well, if we play July, August, September, and October, that's four months of baseball, you could squeeze in how many games? You know, let's say you're playing 25 games a month. I mean, you could get in 100 games and then play playoffs. I mean, that sounds like an interesting idea to entertain. I'd be okay with that, but past Thanksgiving, I think, is is a little bit cuckoo bird because again you're talking about wanting these games to be on tv and by then you're going to have every football team in the country trying to be on tv basketball wants to be on tv i mean the colleges want to be on tv so if we're clear to be playing at that point in time i would think that there would be plenty of options so i think after thanksgiving i'd probably be less than pumped about but i think you could squeeze in some semblance of a season if you could get going by you know by july potentially but again we don't get to decide that, right? Like, they, we can't just wish it into being. It has to be a safe environment.
2: Boy, if we had the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, the NFL, all playing at the same time, ESPN would have to get the Yocho. Uh, yeah, well,
3: they just put football on. Isn't that what
2: they do now? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, the four-letter wants to have uh, Korean baseball on. Expecting <laughs> yeah, us to watch funny. Korean baseball.
3: Or he's or one of my buddies who works for MSP, and he's telling me that he's watching a lot of old team handball footage these days. So it's uh, it's uh crazy. Yeah, people. And you know what that's funny is people ask me a lot, like, oh, do you miss sports? Do you miss sports. You know, you should be at work. I mean, this is the first time I spent a full Easter at home in 22 years, or something like that. Um, and the funny thing is I don't miss sports on TV in any way, shape, or form. I, uh, I don't miss it all. The fact that there's no NBA playoffs or hockey playoffs, or talking about this or that—I I honestly can tell you—I miss going to the ballpark. I miss being around the guys. You know, I miss uh, having a game to to chew on and, and share with people every night. But I—I I really, I don't miss the other. I, I thought I would a lot more. Maybe I'm just old, but I—I uh, I don't find myself pining for. I have not watched any old games. I haven't gone back and, and done that. It just hasn't been something that's hit me.
1: Yeah, unless you're a person that's easily bored or doesn't like their family at home. <laughs> I think this has been well, man, great. I like this it, is right? great.
3: Some, some people adore it, and it's a trip down memory lane, or it's a yeah. part of their daily routine. And I'm glad they do, because that's why I have a job. But it just uh, I was almost a little surprised at how how unaffected in that regard I've, I've been. I haven't been like, oh, I wonder if the game's on. And then I looked up, and I realized, you know what? I don't know if since my daughter was born that I ever... I never really did that anymore. Um, so it's kind of funny. Yeah. It's kind of funny the things, you, the things that you realize that you kind of slowly phased out.
1: Chris, really appreciate your time. Uh, whoever you know who has uh, has been affected by COVID nineteen, uh, m- my heart goes out to you and to them. Um, I don't. I don't want to get grim, and we're running out of time. But <laughs> I mean, I, I think it is per, for people who think we should just have a mentality of we got to get back to work and. Um, you know, open up the economy again. And you said if you know if you knew somebody who had it or has died from it, your opinion would change. Can you give us just a yeah, quick I mean, could you give us a quick glimpse?
3: Well yeah, I think it's just that's that's really the reality of everything, right? Um, I've seen this great story in the Atlantic and they're talking about how the way you deal with something like this, it can't be governed into you. It's about a, a character whereby we, we're a country that's built on this rugged individualism, right? Like we can do it. You know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. But something like this, you really have to be willing to look out for what's good for a whole as opposed to just yourself in many respects. Because if you're like, well, I'm fine. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to spring break. But then you come back and you get some poor diabetic sick. You know, it's 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 not just about you at this point. This is beyond your control. And, you know, it's like anything else when it happens in your circle it brings it right into your living room and suddenly you realize that it's not a concept or an idea that's floated on your TV screen. It's a reality. Yeah. And and this is one of those things. You know, everyone says, oh, most planes don't crash. Well, if you had known someone who was on a plane to crash, you'd probably feel differently, right? It's um, It only takes one. And so it is a very personal thing for so many people. Every one of those numbers that we see tick across the screen, every one of those numbers has a whole elaborate spider web of connectivity of friends and colleagues and coworkers and loved ones. And eventually that web is going to wrap all of us up. I really believe that. I mean, it's just the math would tell you so. Uh, So if you're not wrapped up in it yet, then lucky you. But you know what? It it doesn't mean you're not going to be. So I just think that that brings it home for a lot of people that in a way that no words or speech is just the stark reality of dealing with it yourself. I mean, a lot of us, you know, I guess we just have to have it proven to us, and that's the, sadly, the only empirical way some people will get the point is when it, it actually touches them. So, but you're right, we don't have a note, um, so I'll tell you about an uplifting note. Three great charities here in the Twin Cities are doing a deal whereby through the month of April, you can do this cameo thing. Do you guys know what cameo is?
1: Uh, yes. is what, what Craig makes when he comes to work during the Special day. Special appearance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no,
2: yeah.
3: I didn't know, I didn't clue what it was, but it's essentially some deal where if, for instance, on Craig's birthday, you really wanted to get like his favorite uh, B-list actor from uh, Beverly Hills 90210 to wish him a happy birthday video message, you could pay like 100 oh, bucks, and they would text it to him, right? Like, yeah. hey, look, it's Ian Ziering saying hi to Craig Matic. Uh, I know you're always a big fan. You have <laughs> the posters on your wall. Happy birthday, that sort of thing. Uh, and so, locally here... They decided that all the broadcasters for the various Minnesota teams, the, the Loons and the Wild and the Lynx and, uh, and the Wolves and the Vikings and the Twins, that they make cameos for all of us, and then people for 30 bucks they could get a Twins, a Wolf, a Wild uh, you know, broadcaster to do a cameo for them, and then all the money goes to these three local charities. So whether you're a huge Paul Allen fan or Ben Lieber or Louis Smalley and you want him to play air guitar for you, you want my man, Corey Provis, to to talk Pearl Jam to your kid, uh, Anthony LaPanta's on there, Marty Gellner's on there, uh, tons of people. And it's a a real easy way to be part of a a cool little thing. Uh, So if anybody's into it and they want to donate to some great causes here in the Twin Cities, and they want to hear or have their friend hear from their favorite Twin Cities broadcaster... Uh, you can go on Cameo
1: and check that out. Really appreciate your time, Chris. That was fun. Thank you for Thanks, doing Chris. that, Chris. All right, see you guys. Chris Atterberry at T T E B E R R Y, one of the voices of the Minnesota Twins on the radio and the former voice of the Sioux Falls Canaries. Craig and John with a short segment before we get to Kim Nelson, the Roosevelt football coach, on this five class, seven class thing, and uh, and more. Lots more with Kim. Years of experience at this thing. Um, but we'll, we'll have a light note. Dan Patrick with a sensational story uh, about covering Michael Jordan back in those Jordan years ahead of Sunday's big documentary. Here on Fox Sports 981 AM 1230, KWSN.com.
2: Follow the show. Respond to the show. Vote in our polls and get the latest sports news on Twitter. Go to twitter.com slash KWSN sports.